Hi, Jax. Hey, Jax. Hello, Jax. Hey, Jax, I have a question for you. And I'm just wondering about... I wanted to ask you about... Uh, I have a question for you. I have a question about the history of porn. Hey, I'm Jax, and welcome to the Thorny Issues podcast, a show where I hope to offer some advice on your sex and relationship questions. The goal of this podcast is to help you release any shame or inhibitions you might have so that you can have the most satisfying, pleasurable sex life possible. Because I think we all deserve that. So maybe you have a fantasy that you're confused about. You want to know where to start, maybe making it a reality. Are you struggling to communicate with your partner? Have you just got back on the dating scene and you're completely confused about all the apps that are out there, how to present yourself, how to deal with it, what is the etiquette nowadays? Send me a question, I will answer it for you. I'll give you the best advice I can. And if I don't know the answer, if it's completely out of my wheelhouse, I will find an expert to come on and answer your question for you. So speaking of questions, you can send them to me. I wanna hear from you. I want to know what you want to know. Go on to my website, thornyissues.ca. There is a little button on the website that you can go and click on and you can record your question so that I can answer it. If that all feels a bit overwhelming, there is also a text box where you can text your question to me. I will find someone to read that question out so that I can answer it on air. All questions are anonymous. You do not need to leave your name. You don't even have to leave your name when you're submitting a question. You can put a fake name in if you want to. I really don't mind. I just want to be here to help to answer any way I can. I want you to feel great in who you are. And if there's anything I can do to help with that, that's what I'm here for. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Thorny Issues. I've got three questions for you today. One is around dating someone in an ethical non-monogamous relationship one is on period sex and one is about how to keep things spicy when you're in a long distance relationship all right let's go hey Jax, i'm a single woman in my mid-30s and i have a question about ethical non-monogamy i've been on a couple of great dates followed by excellent sex with a guy in an enm relationship He lives in another town, but he comes into my city once in a while for work. The way his open relationship works is he plays outside the relationship, but his partner doesn't. This is because of their dating histories. He's always dated long-term, and she spent the last 12 years dating and looking for a partner. So when they met, they realized they wanted to be together, but he wanted more time dating. They recently got married, and here's my dilemma. I saw a wedding picture of theirs on Instagram because she and I are friends. And she moved away a few years ago before she started dating him. So I never put it together until I saw the photo. What should I do? Should I tell him? Should I tell her? Can I keep it quiet and keep having great sex with the guy? What do you think? Hey, thanks for the question. As this is the first episode of the pod, people might not be super familiar with terms such as ethical non-monogamy. So before I answer the question, I just thought I'd do a quick explanation as to what that is in case people were wondering. So people who say they're in an ethically non-monogamous or an ENM relationship are practicing a type of open relationship. 
So it involves a couple who are committed to each other, but have consented to pursue sexual and romantic connections outside of their primary relationship. Now, this can follow all sorts of different rules and routes. I've met a few people in ethically non-monogamous relationships, and no one is the same. And people sort of use terms in different ways. Some people will say they're open. Some will say they're ENM. Uh, some people then this leads them down to polyamory, which is slightly different. And we'll maybe touch on that another time. But it sounds like in this relationship, they've consented to him getting to play outside of the marriage and she is not. It doesn't sound like she can't. It just sounds like she doesn't want to right now. So hopefully that gives a little bit of context of ethical non-monogamy to my listeners before I go into answering this question. Okay, let's get into this. So you've given three options to tell her, to tell him, or not to tell anyone at all. We can scrap one option off the table straight away. You do not need to tell her. And that's not because you don't respect her or her friendship, but it sounds like you two haven't spoken in a while if she moved away, met a guy and got married. If you out of the blue messaged and went, oh, congratulations on your wedding. And by the way, I've been fucking your husband. Nothing about that is good. You obviously wouldn't phrase it like that, but you've not been in communication with her. I don't think it is necessary that you tell her. So that leaves option two, do you tell him? Option three, do you not say anything at all? By not saying anything at all, you're then bringing dishonesty into this situation. And I don't think that's ever a good idea. But if you feel you're not going to see them, you're not going to run into them as a couple, then it is an option. It just depends how that sits with you. You could not have seen the Insta post. You could genuinely not know. And then you could keep dating this guy I know personally for me that wouldn't sit well that would always be on my mind and I would just feel a bit gross throughout it which leaves the option which I think is the one you have to do you need to tell him next time he gets in touch send him a message and say hey I'd love to see you it's great that you're coming into town I have figured out that I know your wife um you can let him know how if you want that how you know her or how you figured it out and then go from there. All ethically non-monogamous relationships that I have sort of been around have rules. These things need to have rules because rules let people know the parameters that they're playing within and they stop people getting hurt. You need to tell him and then he needs to work out if seeing you is within the rules or not. Unfortunately, one of the first rules mostly is please don't fuck my friends. So so there is a high likelihood that by telling him you're going to stop having these great dates and this great sex. But I think honesty really is the way to go here. And you never know. Sometimes rules and parameters change as well. So even if they have a no friends rule now, as she gets more comfortable with the non-monogamy, maybe that rule will change. Who knows in the future? But I think... I struggle to go into any sort of sexual relationship without being honest with someone. And not that you're, you'll be wanting to know, oh, but he'll respect you more. He might start fucking you, but he'll respect you. I think that's the way to go. Don't tell her, tell him. You never know where that conversation will go, but that feels like the best way to move forward. 
Hey, my girlfriend and I are in the middle of a long-distance relationship, um, and it's been about two months, and things are going good, but starting to feel a little disconnected from each other. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for what we can do to keep things fun and sexy and intimate during this time apart. I uh, would love to get your feedback on that. Thanks. Long distance dating is hard. And so congratulations for making it through the first two months. I know it can be so tricky, especially when you are used to spending time together, being able to see your partner, touch your partner, do things with your partner in person. And now you have to turn that into a much more virtual relationship for a while. So congratulations on the two months. And let's go through some tips that hopefully can make you keep things spicy and exciting for a little bit longer a lot longer hopefully so the first four things that came to mind were dates sexting toys sexy gifts okay so number one dates put time aside to spend some sexy time together basically schedule sex Sometimes when you say schedule sex, people get really nervous about this and think that it's incredibly unromantic and boring. But I like to flip that and say I think it's a wonderful way to build anticipation together and to get to spend time together. We've always scheduled sex. We just hide it in different ways. If you go on a second, third, fourth fourth date with someone, you're prepping for the fact that you're hoping that maybe you're going to fuck that night. You've scheduled it. You've scheduled a date where you're going to get to know each other, spend time together, and hopefully then end up in the bedroom. So all you're doing by popping it in the diary is a more mature way of saying, hey, I'm into you, I want to fuck you, and I'm really excited to spend this time with you. And the joy of having it in the diary is you can build that anticipation. You can really spend that day apart thinking about your partner thinking about what you might want to do with your partner later and yes you don't get to do this by touching them but you can do this through pictures or through words I've always found something's maybe scheduled for later and you're really excited about it maybe sending a cheeky photo just to let them know that you're excited to see them that evening and it's going to be great and I don't just mean some sort of dick pic or naked shot I think it's maybe something that gets you in the mood maybe you've left the gym and you're feeling really buff or you just had a great work meeting and you're feeling really confident in yourself something that makes you feel sexy and great send those pictures let them know that you're thinking of them just be sensible with how you take that picture and when you take that picture think about it a little bit think about the lighting think about the background think about presenting yourself in the sexiest way possible naked or not naked it doesn't matter just let your partner know that you're thinking of them and then when it comes to that date you two can decide on how best you like to communicate so are you going to have a video chat are you going to have a call a lot of people can find a video chat quite awkward uh camera angles and not being able to use your hands can be a bit of a pain so sometimes a speakerphone call is better but work out with your partner what feels best for how you're going to communicate. And then this is where you sort of need to master the art of the dirty talk, which sometimes can feel a little silly if it's something new to you. But really, it's just another way of communicating with your partner what you like and what you want. 
So if you've never done it before, Dan Savage, the godfather of sex advice, has a great way to start. And he basically says, say what you want to do, what you're doing and what you did. So you can really just break it down into that way. Who cares if you're being repetitive? You're telling your partner what you like about them what you want to do to them and how good that feels. Use your imaginations. It's wonderful. And another thing you can do on this sexy date is maybe start exploring some fantasies. Fantasies can sometimes feel a bit overwhelming to us because maybe there's something that really turns us on. But if we thought about doing it in person, suddenly we get nervous. There's all sorts of logistics. Maybe there's a fear that comes into it. But if you're apart but together... It might be a wonderful time to start talking about things that turn you on, things that you've been thinking about, and maybe beginning to delve into some fantasies that maybe one day could become a reality, or maybe they just stay within your sexy date time. The other thing I had on that list was toys. There are some fantastic toys out there right now that are Bluetooth operated. You can control a toy for your partner. Your partner can control a toy for you. And that can be another great way to sort of feel like you're connected together, even when you're apart. So one of the brands that I love is called WeVibe. You can find them in so many great sex stores. I would say if you are buying sex toys, try and buy them from local. There's a lot of female run, queer run. And spend a little bit of money on your sex toys uh, would it also be my other bit of advice. Bluetooth toys are fun. Or if you don't have Bluetooth toys, maybe know the toys that you and your partner have and you can discuss what you're going to use or at least know what's in the arsenal that you might be able to pull out later and have fun with it. I think sometimes we can get a little caught up in ourselves and we're not free enough with our partners. This is someone that you care about enough that you've decided that you want to stay together and pursue something while you have to be apart. And so I hope that you feel comfortable enough to have some of these experiences and conversations because they're fun. The final thing I said in there was sexy gifts or sending gifts. And I think it can be really nice when you're apart to let someone know that you're thinking about them. And so maybe mail them something. If you set up a date night, maybe try and get something there for them to have that morning. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be something silly. There are all sorts of things that you can send to say I was thinking of you maybe send her some lingerie and then maybe see if she can say take a picture of herself in that for you that can sort of satisfy both of you maybe to be like here is a thing that we're doing together even though that we are apart I think the biggest thing when you're apart is just to pay attention to each other communicate and learn from each other these things will take time you might have a couple of missteps But remember that you've chosen each other and it's fun and that you want to have fun together and you want to deepen this connection. So have fun, enjoy exploring some new things and good luck. Hi, Jax. My boyfriend and I have been together for about three years and we have a pretty good sex life. No major complaints. But recently, I've been starting to get really into the idea of having sex while on my period. Um, And my boyfriend is totally grossed out. Um, And for basically five days around the time of my period, he just won't touch me. 
Do you have any suggestions about how I can approach this or how I can bring it up? What I can do to kind of make him a little bit more open to the idea? Or am I just supposed to like be okay with it? Will he ever come around? Um, thanks so much. Oh, I feel you here. I was actually chatting with some girlfriends last night about period sex and that super horny feeling that some of us get. So no, it is not uncommon at all to feel horny on your period. Our libidos are dependent on so many factors and our hormonal cycle is definitely one of them. So I wanted to say just before I get to the nitty gritty of the question that your sexual wants and needs matter and it is totally fine for you to be feeling this way and to be feeling a little frustrated if you're not getting any for five days within your cycle. So while I'm for recognizing it, I just want you to own that. And also a lot of men are turned off by period blood. So this isn't a super uncommon issue, but there are loads of ways to rectify this. And firstly, I think you need to have a conversation with your boyfriend. So you've said, he says it grosses him out. What does that mean? What are his issues with this? Is it a smell? Is it mess? Is it texture? Is it just some aversion to blood? I think as people who menstruate, we definitely are used to seeing that blood every month. I think I remember when I first got my period, you have a moment where you're like, holy fuck, what is happening? And then a few years down the line, you're just like, oh yeah, I bleed. And it's a lot of blood sometimes. And I'm used to it. People who don't menstruate don't know this. And so I think there could just be a bit of a lack of understanding of how much blood, what it is. Gosh, are there going to be clots in there? That's something that we see and they don't. And so just normalizing a bit of that and understanding what the main issues are that are grossing him out, I think are a great way to start. And I would say, come to that conversation from a place of curiosity rather than a place of being super horny and very accusatory. Maybe don't have the conversation when you're feeling in that moment, when you're on your period. Maybe wait for another time. And definitely don't have that conversation in the bedroom, either pre or post sex. Uh, I find in general, I try to have no conversations about things I want to do in the bedroom whilst I'm in the bedroom. I like to have talked about them beforehand with my partner. There is a pressure that is taken off and I think it allows us to really think and decide what we want to be doing with our partners. A great rule of thumb I have as well is I like to have these conversations not face to face so things don't feel too intense. So whether I'm driving or I'm going for a walk or sitting next to my partner at a bar where you have a place where you can express how you're feeling, but you're not judging and scrutinizing every reaction that they're having because we can feel very uncomfortable in those situations. And sometimes I find our partners might react negatively more because they feel like they've been put on the spot and that we're judging everything that they're doing rather than actually allowing them to express how they feel. So that would be how I would have the conversation and where I would have the conversation. And then once you've had that, I think maybe it will give you a bit more direction as to where to go. So if mess is the problem, if it's just that 
oh, it's kind of messy. It maybe smells a little bit different than what I'm used to. There are things that you can do there. First of all, shower before you have sex. And actually, if shower sex is something you enjoy, why don't you have sex in the shower? Then you don't even have to worry about the mess. Although for me, shower sex is a much more sexy fantasy than it is in reality. So I know a lot of people actually, it's not really their jam, but maybe that's something that you would like to do. Also, maybe don't have sex on your heaviest flow day. Maybe it can be at the beginning or the end of your period where there is a little less blood, it's a little less messy. And there are also sheets that you can put down. I'm not talking about those plastic sheets that you might have had as a kid when kids wet the bed. There are actually some pretty luxurious, sensual sort of sex sheets out there that you can get from pretty much any sex store. You can definitely find them online where it can feel cozy. It doesn't feel like you're doing something gross that needs cleanup, but it's just a fantastic way to clean up. Or if you don't have that, pop a towel down and then just pop the towel in the wash. So that's a way to deal with the mess. There are also products that you can wear internally, like a menstrual sponge or disc, and that can help with mess-free penetration. And then actually talking about penetration, is that something that you need to do in these five days? Perhaps there is something else that you can add to your little sexy roster of fun that you and your partner do. Why don't you explore other things? Maybe penetration won't happen. Kissing, cuddling, touch, mutual masturbation. Perhaps he can use some sex toys on you so that you get that feeling of penetration, but he doesn't have to fuck you with his cock. He can fuck you with your toys. Massages are a great way to feel intimate together. And then this also presents a fantastic opportunity for you guys to add some variety to your sex life. And you know what they say, variety is the spice of life. And so I would say, give it time, respect his boundaries around the topic, but also know that these things can change over time. Maybe it will take a few months for him to feel comfortable with period sex, but hopefully some of this advice means that you're at least gonna get some within those five days. Thank you so much for listening to my first episode of the podcast. It has been a real pleasure answering these questions and I hope that you got something from this and it was informative. If you have liked the podcast and you enjoy what you're hearing here, it would be wonderful if you could go onto your podcast app of choice and give me five stars, give me a rating, good rating, nice review. I want to keep producing these for you and the higher I go up the algorithm, the more people who will listen, the more questions that I will get and the more interesting things we'll get to talk about. So again, thank you for listening. If you have a question, you can head over to the website, thornyissues.ca, where you can record a question. Or if that feels a little overwhelming, there is a text box that you can send a question in, and I will ask a friend to read that question out for you. I just want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you want to know. Everything is on the website. There is also the Instagram at Thorny Issues where I will have the most up-to-date information about the show. It's been a real pleasure doing this for you this week and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. See you next time. Bye.